Welcome to Olga Davidson Awakening Podcast. Today, my guest is Ode Olivia. She's an empowerment coach, author, and award-winning startup CEO who built and sold two software companies before leaving her corporate life to find her true self, awaken her feminine energy, travel the world, and study with the world's best teachers. She now teaches tantra, breathwork, and shadow work. She's been coaching courageous souls to release body shames, energy blocks, and fears for eight years now so they can live life filled with power, peace, and pleasure. And uh, she is now living in a beautiful place in Mexico, in San Miguel. And uh, we recently met at Vipassana Retreat. And we're going to share this story a little bit later, but it was a magical coincidence the way we've met. And uh, before we start, I would love to ask uh, the traditional question. If you ever had a moment of awakening when your life was separated for before and after. Yes, totally. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I'm also very happy that we met at Vipassana. And interestingly, my moment of awakening of transition started with Vipassana. So I was living a very traditional conservative life. I was living the American dream. I was living in Boston to build my first startup. So we did a software as a service for companies to manage all of their donation and volunteering programs. Anyways, it was a very sexy startup and I was working all the time and I was very much in my masculine energy. Always thinking, doing, all I was thinking about is making more money and I was on rat race thinking that that would make me happy and I would be mm -hmm. liberated. So then we had a business trip to India because most of our development team was uh, over there. So we went. I was so happy to discover this beautiful uh, life, very different from Boston, of course. And uh, the meetings were quite boring and serious. And so I remember waiting for the next meeting and everyone was kind of down and the vibe was not uplifting. But mm -hmm. there was one man that came in the room and he was glowing. He was smiling. He was so happy. And I was shocked by his good vibes, his energy. And I asked him, why are you smiling like this? And he told me, I just came back from Vipassana. I was like, what is that? What is Vipassana? There was nothing spiritual about me at that point. I was just like a little shark. Um, just wanted to like win this race. So he told me Vipassana. And then he explained that it's 10 days in silence. You meditate, you observe your breath and so on. And then everyone laughed at him. They were like, I cannot even sit for five minutes. So I was like, oh yeah, no one can do it. I can do it. So it was all ego. I was like, just me wanting to prove myself to win once again. But sometimes it's good, you know, the, the ego can lead us to good places if we use it well. Mm -hmm. So I signed up for Vipassana that very night without having meditated one minute in my life. And then uh, the event came. My boyfriend drove me to, to Vipassana and uh, I was so afraid, so afraid that I would awaken, that I would lose myself, that I would become a monk and shave my head. <laughs> I didn't know that spirituality only means to be more of ourselves, that we don't lose our essence, it just reveals it. 
So for me, like spirituality was like a cult. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand but that, that it could make room for more of my truth to be expressed. So I went and I, and I hated it. I was like, this is stupid. Like, why are we focusing on this little area? I felt bad for people. I was full of judgment and quite arrogant. You know, in my early 20s, I really felt that I knew everything. And now I realized mm-hmm. I have much bigger questions now. So life humbled me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I was there and I was like, oh, whatever, this is stupid. But I'm here for 10 days, so I might as well try it. And so on the fourth day, I decided to actually try Vipassana. And like follow the teaching and, and do the technique. And what happened shook me to my core. It dismantled all of my perceptions of the world in this purely physical form that for me... That which was true was only the observable that my five senses could see. So on the fourth day, I was meditating and applying the technique. Finally, I surrendered. And all of a sudden, my awareness shifted four feet up. And I had an out-of-body experience. Wow. And that was crazy. Because for someone who was as pragmatic, as um, grounded as I was... Like the Taurus in me was like all about the body and like, you know, was quite stubborn. Like that was like, like a slap in the face. It was like, there's more than that. There's <laughs> more to the world. And so I had this out-of-body experience. I went to see the teacher and obviously, you know, people and there's wonderful, but there's not a lot of room for mystical experiences. They always just, you know, no, just come back to your breath. They, they discard any kind of magical, it's not magic. It's just more pleasurable experiences. Yeah. Like. Exactly. If you have an energetic orgasm or any of that, they'd be like, what is that? Shut it down and open your eyes and, you know. <laughs> I get it. It could get out of control. I respect that. But anyway, so then I, I, I would meditate in my room. And it's a good thing and a challenging thing. I experienced dissolution and like just I was a field of light. And it was really like mind-blowing. But at the same time, then I experienced the dark side of attachment, like wanting to reproduce reproduce that and the pressure yeah. that was putting itself my driven business self who wanted to do like spiritual performance like i wanted this soul and experience benga so that was my second mm-hmm. it was different but that was enough for me to realize that there was more to life than the observable world that for someone who's as curious as me it was like i opened a door i lifted the veil and it was like what else mm-hmm. what else it really shook all my perceptions and I was forced. I was forced to admit that there was more than that. So that was, wow. that was shifting point. And then I came back and I was trying to act like I was normal, you know, like, like nothing has changed because I had the perfect job, the perfect boyfriend. Like I was living the American dream. Everything was set. It's really scary for people who have these things to let go, to let go mm-hmm. of that. Even if you feel like you're in the movie, but you're like, I should be happy because for some reason, something doesn't feel right. Something mm-hmm. isn't building and it takes so much courage to answer that call and to be like okay <laughs> i will let go of all the good things that everyone seeks for <laughs> and just take another route so that was that was the turning point wow thank you so much for sharing that was Wait, such a great action wow <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit more content the whole idea of vipassana is um about to live in this equanimity state. So you're not trying to avoid pain when you're uncomfortable. 
And you're not trying to seek pleasure when you start to feel all these different divine experiences. And uh, this is the wisdom which uh, Vipassana teach and which is uh, applicable in life. Because uh, we only have two motivations to take any type of actions. We either avoid pain, so we quit job or escape relationships, or we seek pleasure. We fell in love with somebody, so we change our entire lifestyle around that person. And that's how we do everything. And uh, Vipassana helps to understand that on a deep physical level and also on a deep mental level, because we spend 10 days in just uh, this practice and we're not allowed to talk. We're not allowed to use any phones, books, journals. We can't draw. We can't do anything except to meditate and to go within. Like for me, for example, it was the opportunity to meet my truth self and to reevaluate my values, my views at the life, the way I build relationships. My purpose, because by being with yourself for 10 days, your brain, it's like an onion and it starts to shed layer by layer. And first, it's just random thoughts. Then it's random memories. Then you go deeper and deeper. And like if there is any traumatic experiences in your life, they go up on the surface. If there is any unresolved issues, unfinished business with anyone, if you own somebody or somebody owns you, that comes up on the surface. And uh, then the beautiful cleansing happens. And uh, yeah, this is really powerful experience. Yes, it's a beautiful explanation. The ability to be with what is, to bring mm -hmm. loving presence to these blockages or densities within us is what transmutes it. So you and I are planning a beautiful retreat right now. Yes. And so there are a lot of things we can do in meditation and we'll meditate the community of the retreat. That being said, what people like you and I do, we act as mirrors. And so we show people's truth. And so that's why I also have coaches is because I'm able to stand there and reflect people's truth and show them their blind spots so that they can bring awareness and I can hold their hands and go mm -hmm. in these spaces that can be scary that we tend to avoid. The yeah. problem now, we have so many tools to avoid ourselves, to be distracted. Mm -hmm. We have social media, we have food, we have all these things. So we're never really present with parts of us that are angry, that are sad. And so as beautiful as Vipassana is, I love it. It's great. And we need these safe spaces in which we have room to emote and to release these blockages, these things that are preventing our full energy from passing through. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. For women, that can be quite a challenge. You know, it's like, and that all ties back to childhood. When you and I were crying or we were angry, like, I'm, it's pretty rare that you see parents who are like, good, express your emotions. Like, no, like most parents were like, Shh, it's okay. Like, go to your room. Like, if you, if you yeah. act out. And mm -hmm. what that tells a child, the child who is dependent on the parents to survive, what that tells us, our little uh, malleable brains, is that my emotions are not acceptable. If I mm -hmm. express myself, I will be rejected. My emotions are not valid. And that is like the core problem of humanity. It's yeah. all this emotional constipation that we deal with and that, that other, like with time it piles up, right? And our bodies become more dense and then we feel exhausted. We feel depressed. We feel lost because we're not listening to the information of our emotions. They're not mm -hmm. guiding us, right? And then we're also not allowing them to pass freely to mm -hmm. the body. 
So Vipassana is good because, you know, we can sit with it and like observe the pain. And it, with observing the pain, there's this magical alchemy that happens. Like you experience it, I'm sure. If we have like our point in, in the back. And then like I remember like just observing it, bring all my attention to this point of tension in my upper shoulder. And after some time, it just like, it transmutes mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. like this spaciousness and this even like pleasant feeling. Mm-hmm. This is alchemy. This is magic. And everyone can do that. Today, you have an emotion, you sit with it, you feel it, not trying to run away from it, but yeah. to even like turn it to a 10, you know, turn it and like offer it like full presence, full devotion and full equanimity, as you said. I'm not mm-hmm. judging it as bad or good. I'm just being with it. Yeah. And that's what happens. And it's good to sit again. It's good to sit in silence. And sometimes what we need to do is to scream, is to yell, is to punch pillows, is to let that be expressed. So sometimes I love Vipassana and it's, it, it will never be my only practice because it's strict. It's, it's clean, but we're also human beings. We are emotional creatures. So it's also beautiful yeah. to live with yes. emotions, to express them. It's called uh, to let Sankaras go. And uh, this word, sankara, it's um, from Sanskrit. I don't know how exactly it's translated, but sankaras, it's those blockages which are stored in our body and they can be stored from this life or past lives. And uh, vipassana is one way to release it. It's when you just observe it and uh, it's painful. It's you want to avoid it, but this is just like old neuropath and to create a new neuropath and to rebuild your body on genetical level you just need to stay there and observe and be neutral to it and then it just like goes on the surface and it releases and uh, one way is vipassana and the other way to release sankaras is actually sexual practices i have a friend who is uh, also a sexual coach and uh, she told me that there is a certain practices which give the same effect It's the same idea because we don't want it to be stored in our body and we don't want to carry too much on our shoulders. Exactly. Well, let's talk about this because I think this is one of the foundational practices. So what I tell clients is that you take a shower in the morning, right? You want to smell good. In the same way, we must clean and wash our energetic body, just like we brush our teeth. Mm -hmm. There are different practices to do that. And I've tried different modalities. I've tried ayahuasca and of course, vipassana. And all of these different modalities and energies can clear our bodies. But in all the trainings that I've done, so I've done ISTA, and this is one of, one of the trainings I would recommend everyone to try. So we did this practice called Sacred Spot, which basically stimulates sexual energy and we bring it in different places of the body. We direct sexual energy, like we stimulate erogenous zones, and we bring the sexual energy to these blocks and the thing with sexual energy is that it is this most potent fire. There's nothing as powerful as sexual energy because it can create life. Your sexual energy is what allows us actually to speak right now, to create, to make art. Uh, we can write books and we can make babies with it. So it's so powerful. So to use it to clear the body, to direct it consciously with an intent of healing. A lot of people are wasting their sexual energy on a daily basis. To watch boring or like, you know, yeah. there are a lot of addictions around that, but it's so sacred. It's so pure. It's so beautiful. So imagine that we use our self-pleasure technique 
to visualize the energy moving up in different places of the body that needs to be tonified, that needs to be cleared. Mm-hmm. We bring the energy to our heart. We move the energy. We use that fire to clear us, to dissolve any blockages, right? So we energize our full body. We allow it to clear the blocks. And the next thing you know, you feel more spaciousness, more mm-hmm. full energy. Then you feel high. You feel so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. That was a big realization. It's the importance of clearing. We are made of energy. We are energetic bodies. So yes, let's take a shower. And also every morning to shake, to breathe, to use breath, sound, and movement, breath, sound, and movement, to just like shake, to move, to shake, to dance, whatever the body needs to do to clear itself. That's our main job. When the body is clear after that, you and I, we sit down. And then we are like clear antennas. And then mm-hmm. we don't need to force anything. We don't need to try to get inspired. We're just clear channels, clear antennas. The energy is clear, clean. The blockages are gone. And we can sit and receive. And then we don't even need coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't drink coffee and I have so much energy. Sometimes I don't even, I wish I could bottle my energy. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> This is amazing. Yes. It's uh, similar to what Kundalini energy does. It's based on the spine, on the sacrum, and uh, it goes up through the spine and goes to the top of the head. And uh, Joy Dispenza also, the way he teaches his practices also, they are about uh, squeezing this energy and like pushing it to the top of the head and uh, hold it at the bottom and then release. And he also, he guides through breath work during this and uh, it's very powerful practice as well. Yeah, well, so much. It's Kundalini energy. I mean, there are different terms. You know, some yeah. people, she, I think some people, I mean, maybe shy or uncomfortable with sexual energy and we can call it life force, prana, like there are so many ways. It's just what keeps us alive. If you look yeah. at nature, and nature is always blooming and expanding, like flowers are having sex too, and bees, and like it's still this like co-creation process that is constantly taking place. Mm-hmm. But there's no conditioning from the church. There's no judgment around it. And so in this case, when all we observe it, oh, nature is just alive. No, it's, it's this orgasmic impulse that is constantly like kind of hmm. yeah, allowing fun. the universe to express itself and to grow and to create. And we are the same. Now we attributed the, all these stories of control for different reasons so that, you know, women wouldn't be sexually liberated. We would be kept controlled and like monogamous so that we could like fulfill our duties with our husbands. And there's mm-hmm. so much power there when a woman is sexually liberated. And this doesn't mean to sleep with a bunch of people. Not, not at all. It can very much be monogamy and choosing marriage. But it's how we use that energy. And right now I see a lot, a lot of people they're exhausted, they're depressed. And I look at them and I'm like, you don't need another pill. You need a yeah. really good orgasm right now. <laughs> like, you're, you're good love making session. You need a big hug. And so it's like this past mm-hmm. for me, it's been like going from like very fancy healing modalities and spiritual concepts to things that are very simple, like hugs and sunlight and water and sleep. Yeah. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Basic things. Yeah, it all goes to fundamentals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to have this retreat with you and try all of these practices. 
yeah. a little bit of content. We are planning to have a women's retreat in Mexico in April. And uh, we will be practicing this every day in the morning to really share all the instruments we have as much as possible so you can take them home and apply in your life when you come back. So you'll have a chance to experience how to live yourself and fully the energy within you and uh, to embody that divine feminine and then take it with you as exactly. a gift. Yeah. And the rest comes naturally. When we become magnetic, when our energy is high, when the frequency is high, then the money, the love, all that we need comes to us effortlessly. So that's a path of the feminine is the returning to this effortless flow, this ease. Um, Absolutely. To remember that God loves us enough to want that, that again, that ease, that flow. Because for so long, man, I was working so hard and draining myself and draining this feminine battery in me. So, I want, yeah. yeah, I want you to share think? something here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I so much resonate with what you're saying. And it's just like emotions overflowing me right now because uh, that's something what I experienced in my life. I used to live in New York and I also I worked so hard, like 12 hours a day. I would work overnight. I would come back home almost close to the morning because also the transportation between Brooklyn and New York was at the night almost two hours. I was so exhausted and I would go to college. Uh, I would also try to build business on the side. I was exhausted. I was just a machine. I was in my early 20s, but I looked older than I look right now. And uh, I was so unhappy and drained and had seasonal depressions. And uh, my relationship with men, like, I, I just, I've got lucky with men I've met before, like through entire life. But something was always wrong. And... Um, I always felt like I need to have men next to me because yeah. without men, I'm nobody. I need men to feel loved. I need men to support me, to hold my back if something goes wrong. And uh, I would always jump from relationship to relationship because I wasn't able to be by myself. And then at some point, at the age around 27, I think, yeah, it was 27, actually. We talked about this with uh, Odds because... She also said that this experience happened when she was 27, right? This mm -hmm. out-of-body experience, yeah. yeah. So my realization also arrived at this time. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just tired from all of this. Wow. From chasing perfect men and relationship, from chasing jobs, from making ends meet in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. From going through this rat race in New York, paying bills and work so hard. And uh, I decided to just turn around and like, change my life completely. Wow. Uh, I decided to just start enjoy life. Mm, beautiful. And to do what I love. I was like, oh, like, forget about all these boyfriends. Forget about job I hate. I'm just going to do what I love. What do I love to do? Hmm, interesting. Okay, I think I love traveling. So I started to travel. And it's also important. You often don't know what you love until you stop and ask yourself. <laughs> So asking myself this question was really, really helpful. Then I realized I love bodybuilding. Where I love I? body and I want to have amazing, sexy body and to feel so confident in it. And uh, I decided to do bodybuilding competitions. Wow. And uh, it was such a random decision. I never thought I would ever be able to do that. But as soon as I made decision, 
I've met amazing personal trainer and he shaped my body in just five months. Wow. And uh, in five months, I was on the stages in New York and New York area. And uh, I was in top three. I won wow. like multiple competitions. I, sec I took second place. I took third place again, third. And wow. I competed until I took first one in Canada. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Next. <laughs> what wow. is next? And I switched from bodybuilding to yoga because yoga is more about uh, the connection. It's not just body. It's body and mind and soul. So yoga, I realized it's much more deeper. But at that, that point, I'm like, oh, amazing. So I, I started to do that. And uh, the other thing which I always loved was self-development. I am into self-development since I was 18. So it's been already 14 years since I'm constantly learning, learning, learning all the tools to become better version of myself and instruments to have a joyful life and this liberation and happiness and all of that. So I decided to, to go to a Tony Robbins seminar because why not? He's a great coach and um, I felt calling to go there. And uh, at that point, I had relationship where I was on and off, we were like dating and not dating. And I was like, oh, whatever, whatever happens, that happens. And I go to Tony Robbins seminar uh, between my competitions. And uh, over there, we have this powerful meditation where at the end of meditation, I have very clear essence of who I want to have in my life as a man, what kind of relationship, what kind of house, what kind of lifestyle. And I realized that guy I've been seeing, um, it's not going to work. I'm going to come back and just say that that's it. It's like just a waste of time. And uh, I decided that, yeah, I'm ready for those ultimate relationship with my soulmate where we're both so happy. And uh, once meditation was over, I saw my future husband. We just saw each other, like our eyes met and we both had this strong intuition. He realized right away, oh, this is my future wife. And I looked at him and I just recognized his soul. I felt like I've met him somewhere. I didn't know where, probably in past life, but he just seemed so familiar and so um, like, like a family. And uh, we couldn't talk because we were too far from each other. But he already started to call his friends and tell them that I've met my future wife. And they were like, what's, what's her name? He said, I don't know. <laughs> I'll well. need to find out. And then uh, he was chasing me for a couple of days and uh, at the end uh, we met and uh, everything was just so fast so right away he invited me for a date in a few weeks I went to Canada I've met his family and in a year we've got married well, so the lesson here is whenever you release control and decide to stop suffering and just enjoy life the fullest and you start to follow your heart because mm -hmm. your heart is connection to your highest self to your intuition, to your guidance, to something bigger than your mind can understand. It's a connection to the creator. And then all life transforms. And what I'm passionate about is to share this wisdom with a woman who want to be happy, who want to have easy and joyful life, full of pleasure, love, great sexual experiences. And, uh, I want to give them all the instruments I had to get there and Warm. to guide them um. so they can experience the same. Because I believe that every woman deserves to be happy, deserves to be loved, 
and deserve to be well fucked. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because like, what's the name of this woman? Kima. Kima Manami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she I love her. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She has this term, well fucked woman. So basically, a happy woman is well fucked woman. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't need a man for that. That's the thing. That's also true. And I love your story. It gave me chills all over. Oh, it's so thinking. And when we learn meditation, we learn to focus on our body, on our sensations. And energy flows where attention goes, right? Mm-hmm. So when I focus on my body, I'm actually charging my body and making myself more electrical. I'm investing the energy in my body. And so if I'm constantly looking outside of me, like um, frantically being on dating apps and searching for things and looking at other people, comparing myself, seeking, trying, chasing, my energy is looking outwards. And my energy is going outwards and I'm depleting myself. And so what you did, you turned it around. You surrender. It's like no more trying, no more chasing, no more looking outside of me for the answers. You Mm -hmm. brought it inwards and that charged you up to a point that your frequency was so high that it could be at the frequency of love and love could happen. It could be sparked. And so that's one of the biggest mistakes. We're so distracted. There's so much outside of us that we become depleted and people were walking around with low frequencies. And that is true for everything. Any time that I tried to lose weight in my life, I gained weight. Every time I tried to make money, money didn't didn't come. But the moment that we relax, the moment that we soften, the things can finally find a space and and the magnetism within us to come to us. And that's one of the, the biggest challenges for human life because our minds are used, are trained to work hard, to control, to plan, to do things. Like what did school teach us is how to think, how to control, how to do things, you know? We didn't learn meditation or how to energize the right thoughts. So it's it's a master skill. It's it's really exciting that that you had the intuition to just do what made you happy. And that happiness naturally attracted this big love. Absolutely. And uh, even for those women who already have partner or a husband, it also works. Because as soon as you are as a woman, happy and fulfilled, and you have this energy, you can transfer this energy to your man. And the difference between masculine and feminine, between man and woman, is that woman can charge herself from little things. Like she can see flower and she can look at it with presence and they get the energy out of flower and the inspiration. And she's like, oh, this flower is so amazing and the smell and I feel divinity when I like look at this flower. Man cannot feel divinity when he looks at flower, like rarely. <laughs> or like we can connect with animal and get fully recharged and hug tree and we are recharged. Man can only get recharged from women mm-hmm. and specifically from her womb because mm-hmm. that's where energy stores. We have a womb, this sacred place which brings souls from non-physical world to the physical world and this is the place with the creative energy so we can easily tap into that through different practices through connecting to nature and for men it's a little bit more challenging of course for some men it's easier if they more open-minded and uh, they have different practices but overall i would even say that it's uh, women's responsibility to help him embrace his full potential because when women is thriving, it's more often that man is more successful next to her. 
And sure? uh, from my own experience, we've been already married uh, with my husband and uh, he was always ambitious guy. But at that moment, he was making a certain salary. And uh, when we started to date, since I like to be in more relaxed state, I don't like to work hard. I like to play. I like to do what I love. And uh, I was never able to be employed. <laughs> it would be always for a very short time. And then I would be just, no, 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 I want to do what I love. And um, there was some, some moments between us bet- when we had to figure out who is contributing and how much and how. Because in, in Canada, it's very traditional that men and women are equal and uh, they contribute equally. Versus in my background, in Eastern Europe, it's more about roles and uh, men is usually provider and women. She's like that nurturing energy and uh, she creates a coziness in the house. And that's what I brought to our marriage, also this mindset. And uh, it was a little bit shocking to him at the beginning. But then he realized, well, I actually love that she's happy and she's enjoying herself and like she inspires me so much. Maybe I should just make more money. And uh, he told his boss that he wants to, he considers to switch job and they gave him raise. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> was affected by, by me pretty much. Yeah, I'm so uh, modest. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then, and then in more time, uh, he reached this, the status of a millionaire. So it happened also while he was with me. And uh, I believe there is my contribution too, because of the environment I create for him to fully focus at the job because mm-hmm. I always in a good mood if he's disappointed I give him that nurturing energy the house always has great energy and like he's so happy that he can just focus on hunting hunting money and career and all of this so it's, it's nice to have this realization that you have this power as a woman to nurture your man wherever he is right now you can nurture and contribute to his realization and by that become also more liberated and more happy in doing what you love exactly we are all priestesses i mean when we think about mary magdalene she was not a prostitute she was a priestess in the temple from the temple of isis and what she did with jesus were energetic practices to amplify his energetic body and so the way i see it it's like for men keep me physically safe and for women, I will keep you energetically safe and expand yeah. it. You know, that we are masters of the emotional energetic realm. We understand better how energy emotions move in the body. And so to offer that to a man is an incredible gift. And also there, there's like an important point. It's like for a woman to offer that, that radiance, that nourishment, that energetic nourishment to a man, we must release body shame. Mm-hmm. We must be well in our bodies and see our divinity and see ourselves as divine creatures. One of the biggest challenges, so 91% of women don't like their bodies. And like, mm-hmm. you know, the, if to be seen naked or to be fully appreciated by their partners, women tend to be concerned with the way we look and our weight and our smell and so on. So when we are in our heads and our thoughts and our judgment, we're actually not allowing ourselves to be seen and that energy to radiate and for the men to find nourishment in that. So one of the key steps in offering that energetic gift to a man is to fall in love with our bodies, to see how powerful our pussies are, to see like how they are portal to life, and to see how every part of us is this blooming flower. And so 
at, at our retreat, we'll see how it unfolds. There are different exercises, the depth that we can go to. For, for me, one of the biggest uh, life-changing practices has been to explore nudity in a safe, structured context that is non-sexual, to release all the shame around my body. And I know this may sound intense for some people. It's like, whoa, to be mm-hmm. naked with another woman, like that would be unacceptable. That would be like so uncomfortable. And it is uncomfortable for a few seconds, a few minutes. And after that, you remember that we used to bathe together. We used mm-hmm. to braid each other's hair. And there's a softness and an innocence, a playfulness, a sacredness in the body. And when we release all the heavy conditioning, the shame that the media has put in our heads, that the church has put in our heads, when you release that and you come at peace with your body, and even you don't have to be naked with other people if that's not comfortable. It's always like based on consent, of course. But even to be naked with yourself. So I would invite women when you take a shower, instead of just like quickly washing you in this like masculine way just to get things done and to get on with your morning, to take a moment to wash yourself, to bathe, to take a moment with your body with reverence. It's like like an act of love. And even like take that moment to do breast massage, you know, like feel your curves. And as you see your beauty, then your partner may see even more of your beauty. But as long as we hold the shame, the contraction, the judgment, the thinking, the comparison with other women, we're not free. And we're not allowing that, that beautiful feminine energy to be felt. And even like dance naked in front of your mirror. I have to admit, at Vipassana, you know, that was not forbidden to not take a shower. I did my like sexy dance in the mirror and just like being with my body, feeling at home in my body, loving myself. And after that, the man can be like, wow, it's so juicy and fertile for a man to like connect to a well-energized and a well-loved body. Yeah, I would love to share a practice which became one of my favorites and Mm -hmm. also allowed me to connect to my body and build relationship with it and to fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. It, uh, It's called oiling. It's an ancient Ayurvedic practice where you oil your body it can be different types of oils, but one of my favorite is cedar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mix it with coconut oil. And uh, you basically start w- with the top of your head and you start to oiling and massaging your head. Then you go to your face, every little area of your body, you, like, you touch everything. Then you go to your breast, you do breast massage. You go to your back, your hands, you go lower to your stomach, lower back. Then you go to your yoni, you massage it within, you go, uh, you continue to massage your body and put oil to your legs, to your finger toes. And uh, then eventually your body becomes uh, covered in oil from a top to toes. And uh, then you stay with this oil for a little while, about 30, 40 minutes. You, I love to play mantras or some spiritual music. And it's just a, your sacred time where you stay with yourself and then you just wash it away and uh, to wash it away easily I recommend to use the oat flour or there is also some Indian thing which I don't remember the name but I can put it in description of the episode in notes to help it wash off because sometimes it's challenging to wash oil off but it feels so amazing the entire body is so nourished filled with uh, this juice yeah, it's on the physical level and also on the energetical level. You give all this attention and love to yourself. And you then 
It's like the entire world starts to spin around you versus usually we are in our minds, in our heads, in our at workplace or somewhere else, but we're not in, in the body. And this practice is so helpful to come back to the body and to fall in love with the body. So powerful. It's so life-changing to turn the thinking around instead of how can men love me? How, what is he thinking about me? Turn it around. How can I love myself well? And I know we always talk about self-love and it sounds, it's easier said than done, but like these simple practices, like love is an action. So it's not about like for a long time, I was just like journaling about self-love, like yes, the mentors, it's, it's good. And also just like you would do to to lover, to take this time for yourself, to massage yourself, to self-pleasure, to move that energy. Another practice for me that was like changing is to look at your yoni with a mirror and to look at her and to see its power and to feel where is there any shame or any contraction or any judgment. It is important to know ourselves, to know our bodies and to fall in love with them. So yes, definitely. Yeah. like This sounds divine. Yes, yoni gazing is powerful too. And well, uh, even just when you walk around the house and you face mirror just like stop for a second and give yourself a loving look <laughs> even play a little bit with yourself yeah. in the mirror just a playful smile or a playful wink like, yeah oh yeah i see you you're sexy you're beautiful and then it changes the way men start to perceive you exactly. because it's like it's the energy from within if we are unconfident in our body and uh, we don't like the way we look they feel it but then you can put as much makeup as you want. They feel it. But yeah, then yeah. you can be without makeup, wearing pajama, but have this confidence from within and they feel it too. It's amazing so, how it works. Two things. When I was at Vipassana, there were two women that really like at some point, they strike me with their beauty. And I felt in that moment, some comparison and jealousy and judgment. Instead of just appreciating the beauty, something that happens with women, like jealousy and comparisons, in comparison are true poisons. And the problem with jealousy is that I'm looking at something that I want, beauty, vitality, and I'm applying this negative emotion towards it. So I'm blocking it from seeing it for myself, from having more of it, from experiencing it. So we have to really catch ourselves when we are scrolling on social media, when, we're, when we are looking at other women and you see another beautiful woman like to be jealous is this scarcity mindset that there's not enough beauty for everyone. It's like, no, there's abundant amounts of beauty. There's infinite beauty for everyone. And so what I did with that moment, I caught myself. I observed the, the jealousy, the separation that I created and seeing beauty in another woman. And I held myself like with compassion and, um, and reminded myself that I am beautiful in my own unique ways and to feel the abundance of that. And instead, I made it a conscious effort to simply appreciate and celebrate their beauty. And I even went to talk to, to compliment them and tell them how beautiful they are. So in the celebration and the appreciation, then the beauty can grow, you know? So the retreat will all be women together. And there might be sometimes, oh, then the woman walks in with her beautiful gown or dress and say, like, there will be a moment that someone may feel jealousy or comparison but remind yourself that when you are jealous you're actually creating separation and not reminding yourself that you are beautiful not seeing it in yourself as if she had something you didn't have but that's not true we're all beautiful we're all in our own unique ways so to catch that and for me the graduation was to actually compliment her 
to celebrate her beauty and to remind myself that it's available for everyone. So that was the jealousy for women, I think, to let go of that and to come back to sisterhood, to come back together. And also that's really important for our magnetism. We put a lot of pressure on men today to, to give us things, to nourish us with things. And yes, men are natural providers. But there's also something that only a woman can give a woman. And there's this softness, this communication, this support, this emotional support that I think is really important for a woman to be free, for a woman to be fully energized and magnetic. There's so much power in women coming together. So that's why I'm so excited for a retreat. Like every time I'm part of a retreat, it's like the friendships that we form, the bonds, it is so extremely healing. But that's something that we've forgotten in this modern structure is that this monogamous model in which we're like, oh, you have to be my everything. But it's like, when I go to these retreats, the intimacy that I experience with their woman is life-changing. It is so profound. Absolutely, yes. I also truly believe that every woman is beautiful. It's just that she never was able to tap into, into this beauty. And one of the intention for our retreat is to help each woman to connect to this divine feminine beauty and uh, to see it through the practices which we're going to show. And uh, at the end, through celebration of each of women, because we'll have a ceremony at the end Mm -hmm. of celebration. And uh, we also will have a professional photo shoot for those women because we want them to remember the state. So it will be a journey. They, They will probably, it may be, Actually, great idea to take a picture before and after. <laughs> Good idea. That's great yeah, idea. <laughs> yeah, because at the end, they will like the one of the purpose of this retreat is to feel for each of our guests to feel like a goddess at the end. And we want a shot of this photo so they yes. can remember that even if they come back and all this noise distract them from this and maybe they will stop belief for a moment they then they would see this picture and be like oh yes i'm fucking goddess yes i'll put this on the screen of my phone or somewhere else on instagram page beautiful so you know there's only so much we can do with green juice juices yoga and going to the gym like that that is important but our emotional body must be cared for and and detoxified and as we release that we change as you said like I used to look much older than I do now. And I had white hair that disappeared. My cellulite disappeared. Like I had wrinkles that disappeared just because my amount of joy and self-love and appreciation for myself grew. And also my inner little girl to allow her to play. It is a very important quality for a woman to be like in this very like playful uh, energy. And men love that. It's so nourishing for them instead of just being like, I am a masculine woman, I need to get things done and I need to lead things. And that is so depleting herself. But the playfulness, the dancing, making art, enjoying beauty, as you said, like witnessing the flowers, being in nature, like this is so, again, nourishing. So for me, I've seen myself grow younger as I come back to my feminine energy. Even now, my breasts have become like perkier and firmer. Like it's just everything has changed. And that comes from within, from that inner work. And it takes courage. And we're not supposed to do it alone. We're not supposed, like, we can read the books and everything. But I've, I've gone to retreats all over the world with other women. And to be held by another woman, like, when you cry and when things break down, like, it's really important. It is true. Like, it's... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's so much we can do on our own. And we're meant for community. We're meant for sisterhood. So, uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. And uh, every woman is a powerful creature. 
and we can either use this power to build competition and like show who is stronger and who who is more beautiful, or we can direct this energy to help each other to open up and uh, show their strengths, and that will make us even stronger. That's why I always was so passionate about women's circles, women's retreats, because I just see how this is so healing. Every time I led women's circle, at least one girl was crying, usually multiple. Just like because we need this space so much, this sisterhood, this where we can feel a little bit witchy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is so important. When we are deep in process and we go to in these rituals that we've forgotten, I look at it and I'm just so in awe and it feels like a revolution. It feels like that which we need to come back. And also I get chills all over my body when I see men's circle and work. Because again, for them to go in this water energy, like the divine feminine needs the divine masculine and so on. Like it's, it's one of the same and we need one another. So it's beautiful as we're doing the work. It also inspires, it calls this masculinity in your, mm-hmm. in your partner. So for you, like the more you allow yourself to soften in your feminine energy, you saw the inner warrior and the provider expand yeah. in your man. So yeah. right now you're in a relationship and you're like, oh, I wish that my husband, my partner, my boyfriend was more masculine and I just like, and more leadership. You cannot force him to change. You cannot change him. But by you changing, by you stepping and relaxing into your feminine essence, naturally, because of the laws of polarity, you will naturally magnetize a different reality in your life. So yeah. stop trying to change him. Stop trying to make him do the work. Just come back to yourself. Absolutely. Relax in your feminine essence. And like magic, <laughs> then, then your partner is revealed into this more masculine essence. It's really beautiful. Absolutely. I've heard so many stories like that when women... But constantly trying to control and change him for many, many years, nothing would change. And then she would start to do her own work. And all of a sudden she's like, what? This happens all the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and I, overall, I... It's, uh, it's never good to change anyone or to help, try to help someone or save someone mm-hmm. unless they ask you to. Exactly. It's yeah. always just a waste of time. Just uh, all we need to change is us. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And yeah, I'm so grateful that we met at Vipassana. Every time that I go to a retreat, I make these lifelong friendships and it's so beautiful. And for 10 days also, like I, I prayed and I brought the energy to my heart and I visualized the man I wanted to be with. And the day after getting out of Vipassana, I went on a date and this man was exactly what I prayed for. So wow. yeah, now I'm in Mexico, but he's coming, he's coming uh, to see me soon and we'll see you. Uh, so we're in a beautiful vortex of love and creation right now. It's going to be a... Uh, so nice to share that with other women. This is so amazing. Yes, yeah, so exciting. And let's share a little bit more about our retreat. What's the agenda there? What's the idea, intention of that retreat? For sure. Well, we are bringing different skills and magic powers to the retreat. So that's the power, again, of collaboration. This is an era of collaboration. Women coming together of this circular power instead of having like the one like leader, like and even so, like, I want to empower every woman to join us to share themselves, to shine. So for me, I will offer tools around clearing blockages in the body, increasing sexual energy so that you feel fully nourished, you feel magnetic, and you see your beauty as a woman. And that will change everything. It will make you more confident in relationship and business, and that magnetism will attract beautiful things in your life. And so 
every morning we'll do different practices that have been life-changing for me every minute i invest in my morning practices that are so sacred it benefits the rest of my day so it's like the best investment it is so precious to have this time for ourselves Woman, one of the shadows in, in our nurturing aspect is that we can mother other people and, and give too much of ourselves and deplete ourselves. So self-care, you know, you see it on Instagram, the quotes all the time, like self-care is not selfish. Okay, that all sounds good. But to have the space and the facility, you know, we'll, we'll go to the hot springs and we'll go in the sauna and you'll get a beautiful massage. And so again, to give you this gift to invest in yourself, and concretely love yourself. So we'll do a lot of that. I'm a Taurus. I'm all about body self-care. Every morning I do my yoga, breath work. Here we have two saunas. And I'm going to sauna and cold plunge. And that electrifies my body for the rest of the day. Wow. Mm -hmm. You'll get this opportunity to feel blissful, to recharge your body, to clear the blocks so that you feel this natural high that somehow attracts everything you desire instead of just going at it from your mind and trying to make things happen, trying to manifest things just from your head. But it's an energetic dance. And so once we clear and amplify your energetic body, the rest is magic and easy. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I will share my knowledge on women's magic because it's something I discovered around that time when I was 27. And uh, it was a life-changing course I took. Actually, I took multiple on this topic, and uh, it's something what I started to apply into my life. It was November, and in January, I think, I've got a car from a man as a gift. So mm. that is woman's magic. Oh when you start God. to receive gifts like that, like cars and rings, and uh, it's just like it changes men so much around you, and even random men feel it. So all of a sudden, they start to open doors for you. They mm. start to give you seats in a train or bus or right. they buy you coffees, just random men who don't want anything from you. They just see that radiance and they want to reward that radiance. So I will share tools about that. What is woman's magic, how it works and how to apply it in life with uh, just strangers or with your husband. And this is amazing. It's so inspiring. And uh, there is like so much wisdom from Eastern Europe, which I want to bring to this land. <laughs> I have to say that there's something... Um, are you Russian? I am half Russian, half Ukrainian. Yes. There's something that Eastern European women have understood about femininity and you've made, you've kept it sacred. And it's so important, like the feminine arts. I find that in the West, there's like the impact of one wave of feminism has been so toxic and draining for us. And so in each culture as something to learn from each other. So I'm very excited for you to share. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's magic. It's pretty cool. Yes, this is so exciting. And uh, what is Tamaskal? We'll have experience in Tamaskal. Yeah, Tamaskal is this ancient Mayan ritual that I've taken part of uh, a few times. And we go in this womb-like sweat lodge. And it's very confronting in a beautiful way. You're in your body, it brings you so much in your body because the heat is incredible and, and you're sweating and it's dark. It is psychedelic in a way, but no substances are given, but you're, you're sweating and there are four phases to it with all the elements, with the fire, the water, the air, the earth. 
And so it's all about letting go and clearing yourself. It is a life-changing experience. If you've never experienced it, you will get a lot out of it. But I feel it's something we should do every week. We don't go to church anymore. So we need to like create our new rituals, our new church. How do we want to come together and have this rhythm of digesting life and releasing, always creating more space for new things to come to us naturally. So uh, Temascal is one of the best practices that I've seen here. And the location that we're in is heavenly. The first time I went to Villa Shishu, I was like, is this real? You know, with the plants and the birds and, and the pools, it is so beautiful. There's art everywhere. The owner, Gloria, is all about art and expression, and she is an awakened woman. I mean, I've see the way she loves people, the way she reminds us of her divinity is life-changing. And so in every room, there's handmade art and sculptures. Everything has been made by hand. So wow. as a woman, to bathe in beauty, to bathe in art, to move away from like this efficient kind of... Um, dry gray like linear world that we tend to be in and to allow yourself to come back to relax in nature it feels like there are fairies everywhere in this location mm-hmm. and then the hotel has been like all painted with like this woman this female womb so it's all about like going back in the womb releasing what no longer serves and coming out as a new and more expanded brigand view so amazing an entire city is built on uh, stones of rose quartz, right? Oh my God. I don't know if the, the energy can permeate the screen in the distance, but it's incredible. In, in San Miguel, there's a vortex. And yes, it's been built on rose quartz. So the sidewalks in the churches are all pink. Wow. And I didn't know about this. When I first arrived there, it was like, I don't know why, but I feel very high right now. As if like... <laughs> you had like, a lot of coffee and you're just always that energized. I, I joke that it felt like um, having <laughs> having a crystal dildo <laughs> inside me like at all times. You know, it feels like you're just like super <laughs> You're like supercharged and it's a beautiful feeling and that energy can be used for anything. I would say that everyone who has moved here, they experience a miracle business-wise, relationship-wise. Because again, it's an energetic dance. So when people are here, things happen. Uh, a lot of synchronicities, a lot of flow. So just being in this space, even if you and I offered nothing and we did like no rituals, <laughs> just being at Villa Shishu in this heavenly decor and like the, the energy of San Miguel will nourish you. And you will go back home, supercharged, and things will happen effortlessly. Mm, this is so exciting. Oh. <laughs> It's amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And we will also show a little bit of town. We will have some time to work around. So we will be also your guides. And uh, pretty much the retreat, it's like going to resort because it will be all inclusive. Amazing villas, rooms and villas and uh, also free food and drinks. We'll have two different packages. Some of them will include massages and some extra bonuses. And uh, just like go into the resort, but also have all these deep feminine practices and uh, also nurturing your soul, nurturing yourself and learning and healing, which is amazing. Normally we go to resort and what? We like get drunk and (laughs) get fat. And from this resort, we'll be fully rejuvenated and maybe lose some weight because weight is actually, I believe I'm nutrition coach and I've been doing that for many years. 
But weight, it's something we carry on the mental level. It's something exactly. more than just fat. I agree, I agree. More than that, just molecules. That was molecules. a big realization for me this year. I, for many years, I struggled with weight. I always kind of wanted to lose 5, 10 pounds. There was always like kind of this void. I was like, I should lose weight. That ironically like prevented me from losing the weight because when you go in this diet mentality, then the, the body is like, oh, winter is coming, a scarcity. And so the body then keeps on the weight. For me, that was my experience. And so there needs to be a relaxation and of course, some nutritional basics. And I'm so glad that we're both aligned on that. It's a retreat that is, yes, flourishing, but in the right ways so that people don't come back even more tired. Like I've been to retreats that you eat like so much carbs and sugar. So your energy is up and down and you're crashing and you feel like heavy. You go back home and it's like so much indulgence that you feel like even more cluttered. So it's important like to feel light because otherwise we're, we're carrying that weight. Like if you take something like a five pounds, put that in your bag, like it's, you feel the weight, but we're carrying that on ourselves and it's, it's heavy. And to let go of that, like to let go of that for the lightness, for the openness and not to please the media or your anyone, like not to please any beauty standard because that doesn't work. If you do it for other people, if we do it to please other people, to be accepted, to get likes, to get attention, it won't work. It has to come from within, from this desire to be in your best self, your true body. The, the question I ask women is like, are you in the body that your soul reflects? Is your physical body a loyal representation of how you feel inside? If it's not, it is okay. Sometimes people are like, just love yourself as you are. You know, there's a lot of that that I see on the internet now. As if like, if someone is obese, they should be like, should just love that. But that's delicate. Like if you're not comfortable with that, it's okay. Don't judge yourself for judging that because it can lead to different diseases. So sometimes it's just information that your body actually wants to release at the weight that sometimes can use as emotional protection. You know, sometimes we'll do emotional eating. We're not feeling loved. We're not feeling nourished. We tend to compensate with food. And so I'm excited to offer also that, that body of wisdom to women because we deal with food every day. Like it, it has a big impact on our lives, on our bodies, and then the body changes everything, you know, our relationship with men and so on. So that will be... Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. That will be also something you will be able to take home, guidance on nutrition and yeah, maybe, yeah, totally change your diet from that point. That sounds amazing. And we will be offering early bird uh, discount. So if you reach out to us, you'll get a discount and uh, soon we'll have everything published. Probably by the time this podcast is produced, mm -hmm. all the information will be online. And uh, yeah, what's, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you and uh, what other services you're offering to women? Yeah, thank you. I'm quite active on Facebook. You can find me. It's Ode, A-U-D-E, Olivia, and you can follow the content that I create. Uh, the body part is very important for me and also self-expression. You'll see that I, I tend to share a lot of open, vulnerable stories. And that's also part of emotional hygiene, you know, to not keep all of our stories with ourselves, but to share it in a way that can touch and inspire other people as well. And so that has been a big part of my life. I love writing poetry, so you can follow my content there. I'm active on Instagram as well. And so I coach, I, I do private coaching. And so if you feel called to do the, the work and to go deeper, to go faster, um, I work a lot with the body. And so that, you know, the subconscious mind is projected in the body. So that's why it's often more efficient. Um, and I know you work with the body as well and so on. So, um, so yeah, I would be happy to connect with 
the woman who resonates with this approach, with this message, for me, it's like I, I never had the patience to do just talk therapy and to like sit on a chair for years and it felt like it was quite consuming. So that's why I took the route that was more like a hack. Like how can I dive deeper and release the traumas, the blockages, the fears, transmute that into power, into self-confidence. And for me, mindfulness combined with body practices was really like the, the magic combination. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, any words of wisdom before we finish this episode? Yeah, to relax, to go with the simple things, to start whatever you're trying to accomplish right now. Let go of the complex approach and instead release the trying. Stop trying and rest. Mm -hmm. And look at the sun and breathe and ask for a hug, ask for what you need, nourish yourself. With simple, simple things. Drink water, breathe from the belly. Just like come back to your body. Come back to your body and see how that changes your external reality. Just see. Just, just try it for a day. The mind will be like, oh no, no, I need to, to work hard so that I make this happen and so on. It's like, just but see what happens when you rest and you recharge yourself with the simplest things. Just try oh, it. This is so beautiful. Thank you so much. You yeah, I'll just add to that, that uh, last month I was selling my property and I was trying to do lots of repairs and there was so many problems there. And sometimes I just felt so overwhelmed and I couldn't touch my phone anymore. And I would just like tell my husband, let's go to sauna, let's go to spa. And we would go to spa. I would keep my phone away. Then I would come back and all the issues resolved by itself. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> this works. Yeah, this works. Well, one last point of proof for that. I think you and I both in January, we, um, we went to Vipassana for 10 days. And business-wise, January was the best month for me. I made more money in January than in the previous six months. And I met an amazing man who so wants to be with me. And, and miracles happened with my family and so on. Even though I, I took a third of the month to do nothing else but to observe my breath and my sensation in my body. There's no greater disconnection from the physical world. Uh, from the external world, then the Vipassana. So you and I, even though we took, it, it's a courageous choice to be like, okay, the year is starting. I'm going to take 10 days to like to go sit in silence, to relax, to come back and to walk in nature. We know we had these beautiful walks in the forest with the sparkling snow. And amidst that, amidst that deep rest, we had great months for business, for relationships, for health. So there, there are Absolutely. so many proof points to show that, that it works. Absolutely, worked. yeah. Same. January was the best month for me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Vipassana. <laughs> yes. So good. Mm -hmm. Yes, amazing. So excited for this retreat. It's going to be something. Amazing. And I hope that we'll just make it on a consistent base. Maybe yeah. have it a few times a year. Sure. But yeah, let's make the first one happen and yeah, see yeah. <laughs> from there. <laughs> We're so excited to meet you in person. It's going to be yes. a beautiful ride. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and excited to see you in Mexico. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making this face. <laughs>